0: So, Creekside. Are we getting settled in here in the new digs? I know for some it's um, maybe your first Sunday or your only second Sunday in this new spot, Uh, but uh, just what a warm and welcoming place I feel like it is. At least that's my impression. And uh, as we were running around plugging things in this morning and Carl's training his team on how to do this setup, it made me think about um, plugging in. If we're not plugged in, we don't have power so zane's on the drums and he's like i can't hear anything it's because he's not plugged in and then spiritually that works for us too are we plugged in are we plugged into our power source or are we trying to run without that power and uh, i'm sure for many of you if you've been battling illness or have people around you are not feeling well or just the circumstances of life that um that power gets drained pretty quick so it's just so important that we're we are plugged into the source and for us that is father god our source of all power and so as you come this morning that's part of plugging in is coming here and uh, and being in worship and being in fellowship and uh, and um, recharging those batteries so to speak right so as we worship this morning i pray that you're recharged i pray that you're plugged in
1: hi creekside family my name is nick and i'm one of the associate pastors at willow park church south Here's your family news for this week. First of all, if you're new to Creekside, welcome! We would love to get to know you better, so please fill out one of these Connect cards or scan the QR code in front of you uh, online. And after that service, you can stop by the Connect table and pick up your little nifty-gifty that has great fun little things in there for you. Here at Willow Park, we have a great group of men and women on our board of elders who do so much to help lead our church. At this time, we're currently looking to fill two vacant positions on the board. We'd especially like to see a new elder from Lake Country. If you'd like to nominate someone for this role, please visit our website to fill out an elder nomination nomination form. Our senior high winter retreat for youth in grade 9 to 12 is happening at Pines Bible Camp on February 18th to 20th. This is going to be an amazing time for our youth, so be sure to sign them up today at cahoots.ca slash arctic. Our online alpha course is starting tomorrow night. If you are wanting to learn more about God and explore the deeper questions of life, then this seven-week course is perfect for you. Alpha will be happening online every Monday night at 7 p.m. and will be hosted by Pastor Phil, Pastor Jordan, and Pastor Curtis. Alpha is also a great thing to invite a friend to attend with you. It's not too late to register, so sign up today on our website. The marriage course is also starting up this week on Tuesday at 7 p.m., The marriage course is designed to help married couples invest in their relationship and build a strong marriage. Whether you've been married for a long time or you're just newlyweds, this free online course is for every couple. Sign up today. Finally, this Thursday is our Good Friends Fellowship Gathering for all of you who are 55 plus. Join us right here at 2 p.m. at our new Creekside location for cards and board games. Goodies will be provided, but please bring your own coffee mug. And that's all for our family news. Have a wonderful week.
2: It is so good to be back with you. I want to welcome you to Creekside, and I feel like I need to welcome myself back to Creekside because we haven't been here forever. So it's so good to be back. I was thinking my last Sunday here was actually the first Sunday in November, and then after that, Sydney and I went off to Guatemala, and we were there right up until Christmas, and Laura and the kids joined us a few weeks later, and then January's just been a crazy month. Stuck in Abbott one Sunday, and then we've kind of, we've been sick for a few weeks, we just haven't been able to be here. So, so good to be back. Good to uh, worship together, good to be in the place, good to encourage one another in faith. You know, being away is a good reminder of value of being together, the value of of, uh, of us worshiping together and sharpening one another. You know, I'm just reminded over and over again that we are not meant to do this alone, that we are, we are, we are individual Christians, yes, but we are also part of the corporate body. So, it's so I'm so glad that you've come and I'm glad that you are a part of this. I got the call on Thursday night from Jeremy saying they're all sick and somebody needs to take care of the service, so here I am. And actually, here we are, because we're going to talk about Guatemala, we're going to You're not going to have me doing a whole lot of preaching. Instead, you're going to hear some stories about uh, what we do there and why we go there and the things that God is doing there. So uh, excited to be able to share with you this morning. Just uh, just in way of the announcements, if you are new, there is a welcome card at the desk. We'd love for you to grab that, fill it out, let us know who you are. We can help you get connected. Uh, the beauty of having a space like this is we're able to just do more. And so this week, here's what's happening in this space. Club night's actually not happening here. It's over at the Alliance Church, but the youth are meeting on Tuesday night. Uh, the, alternative, the alternating Tuesdays are here at the, in this space. On Wednesday, there's going to be Kids Club, and then on Thursday, there's Good Friends Fellowship at 2 o'clock. And if you're interested in that, that's our Plus 55 group. Talk to Phyllis. Phyllis, you around? Yep, Phyllis is there. So talk to Phyllis if you uh, want to learn more about that. Awesome. Uh, We've got the habit of reading a psalm. What I want to do is read from Isaiah, because I think it's actually going to set us up for uh, what we want to talk about with Guatemala. So let me just read this passage to you. If you do have your Bibles or your phones, if you want to pull them out, it's Isaiah chapter 58. And it's this, um, it's this amazing passage where, where the people of Israel are fasting. They're kind of going through the religious motions and God, he's just he tells them in this chapter, he says, I don't care about your religion. I don't care about your religious activities. If it doesn't impact your neighbor or the oppressed or the marginalized, then what you're doing has no value. I don't care about your religious activity if you're not treating people around you properly. And so uh, there's this amazing passage here in Isaiah 58. So I'm going to start in verse 6. And this is God speaking through Isaiah to the people of Israel, saying, Look, this is what I really want from you. Not not, not your religion, but these are the kind of things I'm really looking for from you. So uh, verse 6. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? to loose the chains of injustice and to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you, when you see naked to clothe them and to not turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. Uh, you will cry for help and he will say here i am if you do away with the yoke of oppression with the pointing finger and the malicious talk and if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday i love this passage because you really you really see the heart of god and this this passage i think is like a description of what we read in the whole of scripture that god really cares about the poor The marginalized, the vulnerable, the oppressed, God really cares about justice. And he says, if you are committed to following me, it means that you are also committed to helping other people. That's what it means to follow God, or a big part of it. And so this isn't just one passage in the whole of the Bible. You'll actually see this throughout the entirety of Scripture, right? One of God's big indictments against the nation of Israel is that they were just living for themselves, and they weren't living out their faith in a way that actually impacted the nations around them. And then you see it in the new testament you see it in jesus he's constantly talking about the poor and the oppressed and the marginalized and that we as people of the light we of people who are who are following god need to have that same heart and so it's one of the big reasons why we go to guatemala it's one of the big reasons why we do mission it's why we give financially as a church so we can contribute to uh, ministries that are helping the poor and the marginalized and the vulnerable this is a big part of what it means to follow christ and to be committed to him so it's a good reminder for us this morning i'm going to pray and then i think julie's got one more song as we uh, consider how we can give back to the mission of this church lord we are we are grateful that we can gather here in this place we're grateful that we as brothers and sisters in christ can gather and to encourage one another lord we acknowledge you you are the one true king you are the one true god Jesus, you lived, you died, you rose again, you are the Lord, you are King. And we thank you, God, that you are at work in our lives, and we thank you that you are at work in this world. And that you invite us to be a part of that work. That you really do care about people, and about the poor, and the marginalized, and the oppressed. We thank you for that, God. We thank you that you are a God that has a heart for us, and has a heart for people. And so, God, I pray that we would be a church that that emulates that heart, that we would serve uh, our neighbors, that we would be a light in our community here in Lake Country and beyond and globally. God, that we would not just live unto ourselves, but that we would live for your purposes and for your kingdom and for your mission, God. That is our prayer, that is our hope, that is our declaration as a church, that you are king and that following you as king means loving our neighbors. And so God, we love you, we thank you, we pray for all those who are sick right now. We pray for Jeremy and Kim and their family and many others that are at home quarantining. Lord, just look after them, care for them. God, we look forward to the end of this pandemic and we pray that that would come soon. Uh, thank you, God, that you are with us in the highs and the lows, that you are present and that you care, that you are loving. And so we love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, for what we have left this morning, just to tell you a little bit about what English is and what we do there. And then we have a little video and then we're going to have Laura, my wife, and then Zoe is going to come up and share some stuff too. So uh, maybe I'll stand up here. Is that everybody can see this? So this is English House. Um, There are, yeah, where do I start here? Okay. So in Guatemala, education is free up until you're 13. And then after you're 13, you have to pay for it. And so if you are poor, you're not going to school. There's no options for you. And so uh, the organization that I work with helps support uh, this ministry in Guatemala because we think that education is really important. And so we work with local Guatemalans uh, named Gregorio and Candelaria and they have a heart for their own people and so they go into communities where students have lots of potential and lots of drive and they want to get out of poverty and they just simply don't have the means to continue to study and to get out of poverty. And so. Uh, We provide scholarship for them so that they can go to school, uh, finish junior high and high school. Part of that scholarship is uh, during their summer break for two months, they come down and they live with us at a place called English House. And so us is, uh, there's three Canadian families that go down there with our kids and we live full-time with these students. So these students are studying throughout the year and then they come and they have an English immersion discipleship leadership experience with us and they get to do it every year until they graduate so most students get the opportunity to go to english house five or six times um the goal the goal of this is that we understand education is so important but we also believe in holistic ministry that these kids need more than just education they need to know that they're valued they need to be trained in leadership because we want them to be leaders in their community and of course we want them to know about jesus this whole thing is couched the whole ministry is couched in discipleship we believe in the holistic nature of ministry, that it is spiritual, it's emotional, it's physical, that you, that you help them educationally, you help them emotionally, and of course you're helping them spiritually, that we believe in the whole, the whole person. And so at English House, we start every morning with devotions. We're teaching the kids how to read their Bible, how to pray, we're helping them understand who Jesus is, and then we teach them English uh, during the day. Then we <coughs> do uh, leadership courses with them, and we teach them how they can uh, help change their communities. And we really believe this is how we change systemic poverty. That you actually take young, you take students that really have the drive and the motivation to get out of the cyclical poverty that they've been born into through education and through development. And then they are the ones that change their communities. And so we've done English House uh four years in the last five. We missed last year because of the because of COVID. But it was so good to be back and these kids become they become like, these students become like our kids. Um, We're living with them full time and it's just this most amazing experience where we are doing life on life with them. We're teaching them English, we're pointing them to Jesus, and we're seeing lives changed. And so over the years, this program's been running for about 10 years now, we're seeing kids go through the program, graduate, and then uh, get good jobs, make good money, and start changing the cyclical poverty of their families and so Laura's going to come up in a little bit and talk a little bit about that. But what we're actually seeing in the long run is that pover- uh, systems of poverty are, are actually being broken uh, through this program and so we love it. So I, I get to travel around the world and get to see lots of different ministries. When I traveled to Guatemala seven years ago and I saw this, I said, this is what I want to do with my family. This is where I want to bring my, my kids and expose them to a ministry that I really believe is making a legitimate difference. And and believes in the holistic uh, approach to mission, uh, spiritually, emotionally, educationally, physically. So um, I could go on and on, but that's kind of a nutshell. So we were there for six weeks. Uh, Laura, me, and Sydney went early, and then Laura, Zoe, and Calum showed up two weeks later, and they were there for four weeks. And we got home at Christmas, and we planned to go back again this year. We we love it, and we love what God is doing there, and we love seeing how lives are like legitimately being changed. They don't just graduate and then go back and work in the cornfields. We're actually seeing these students change their families and their systems uh, because of the things that they're learning. So it's really exciting for us to be part of it. So I've got a seven-minute video that will just kind of give you a sense of who the students are and what happens there and then Laura's going to come up and share some. So. <laughs>
3: I am working to overcome the fear of more speaking in front of everyone and speaking with uh, foreigners too. In my first year I was very shy and in this year I worked hard uh, to practice making conversations. I was afraid but I did it. Hi, my name is Delia, and I will be a connection learner. I will ask questions without fear because sometimes I am a really shy person. You're
4: great. You're
3: great.
4: You're
5: Purpose uh, to be here this year is uh, is improve my English and get far away all my fear. Even I I am afraid uh, speaking, but I I did like say a phrase. If if you are afraid, just with fear, do it with fear. So uh, and also I'm so thankful with uh, Dave, Chris, and Kevin. They are they are they are amazing person. They are. Uh, they they were uh, there uh, encouraging me, uh, saying me like just do it. If you want to to be success, just do it.
3: Um, I overcome my fears, uh, believe more in myself, uh, believe more in in God, and studying more more the Bible. And so my fear, I I I think. I overcome my fears. My fears is uh, I'm afraid to talking with the foreigners, uh, and also uh, paying attention to my neighbors and uh, feeling like uh, my English is doesn't improve. This year I I make my challenge that to speak more this year at English House I had a fear of making mistakes and failing such as I say some things incorrectly and all the people will make fun of me or thinking I will fail in my life but I overcame this fear uh, by trying to ask questions or answer in English. I believe that my fears are difficult but not impossible to defeat. I am working to overcome the fears of speaking English with Canadians. I will overcome this fear because I do not want my fears to beat me.
6: sorprenden los lugares donde pude estar Machu Picchu, Buenos Aires, México Mi vida dio un giro en poco tiempo y yo aprendí a la aventura de tu inmenso amor So you were accepting your job? Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> then I will start... what? Mm-hmm. Soon. Yeah. Soon. Yeah, I will start soon. Yeah. Oh.
7: So you
5: have...
3: I like to sing when I am alone, also I like to read and my favorite book is Charles Webb. I want to be a doctor because I want to help the people when they are sick and also I want to be Panahatchel Mayor because I want to help and improve my municipality and because I know if I know English I could have opportunities for jobs. I'm really thankful for the Canadians that support us with the computers and internet I'm really thankful to you for this opportunity. God bless you. Where
4: is your house?
3: not being enough. I think it is hard sometimes for me to think uh, positively about myself. Sometimes things come into my mind and (laughs) I say to myself that I can do it. But during this week I have learned that uh, we have a lot of people here that believe in ourselves and that we also can do it if we have the opportunities.
4: Angelica, what fears are you going to throw away?
3: Um, my fears are finding a job and not understand what it needs to be done, disappoint people, not being enough, leave my family, and that they think that I am a selfish person, and share my thoughts and ideas, uh, talking about public speaking. Those are my fears. And I will throw. So, I was
7: so out them. Michelle, what did you write on your mushroom?
3: Um, uh, to not be a professional of my anxiety, to be a loser, to don't know what I'm doing, and to disappoint my parents.
4: Are those real things or are those in your head?
3: It's just in my head. What are you gonna do with them? Throw away. And tomorrow? Time to buy for a day.
2: You're not going back for those fears, right?
3: class on their first morning. This is the first thing they're learning. Okay, Delia, why do we say this?
4: It's difficult, but not easy.
3: And why do we say this? Why? Why Why do we say this? Uh, Because when we start to learn a new language, uh, for me, it was uh, difficult, but when I uh, listen to this phrase, I I say, me, uh, it's difficult but not impossible. <laughs> Tengo tiempo para pensar optimisticamente, positivamente, porque quiero ese cambio en mi vida eh, y hacer el cambio en mi familia. That's awesome. Okay, and Jose,
4: now you're teaching. Oh, how to make burritos. This is new. This is his first time with burritos. Listening oh, to her awesome. watering Bye. 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 the water, fragrance of a rose oh, in it. the it. A newborn's cry and birth. How could I say a oh, no no ah, ah, creation. This
5: this year at English House I am working to overcome overcome uh, the fear uh, the fear talking when I Canadians the uh, uh, Canadians so I sit I sit with them when we eat and so I sit with them I we eat and and I'm practicing more flashcard when I underst- I wa- when I understand the word it give me my confidence and this year I understand I later alert I later I, I sit more of the conversation and the make my happy
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's
6: I'm the
3: English House is an amazing place where we can learn about English, but not just that, we can uh, learn about Jesus too. English House is uh, changing my life because uh, before English House I just dreamed about to be a a teacher and to he help my family but now i never thought that i can learn english i can change uh, many other things
0: Viviane tell me about your snack what do you have here i have popcorn and with
3: tortilla
7: and yeah
4: because if you try and move them
5: both they don't
3: work <laughs>
4: oh
3: carlos has it yeah look at you you got-
4: Sushi
3: rolls, sashimi,
0: chicken and tempura. Tempura. What is your favorite? Tempura. Tempura, tempura. tempura. Chicken. The tempura. chicken turkey. What is your favorite? Sushi. Sushi rolls? Yeah. And Carlos, what is your favorite?
5: Uh, my favorite food is sushi and tempura.
0: Ah.
5: Awesome. Post game chicken
4: burgers for boys night vitamin p oh and vitamin A P. p. yeah accompanied by bad 80s rock yeah fantastic it's good chris picked the soundtrack for this meal <laughs> tono do you like this music
0: okay <laughs> kevin actually knows what this music oh, yeah. is.
4: good burger really good
5: estoy tan agradecido con todos ustedes, gracias por invitarme a este lindo acto, ha venido de, desde la capital hasta acá, Panajachel, para conocer a todos ustedes, mi nombre es Alejandro Villamatey, me presento que yo lo bendiga, que yo bendiga a Guatemala, ah, ah.
6: yeah
3: Overcome my fear. is like to to share a bad example how how I can how I couldn't uh, improve because to the new students it is like uh, a little bit difficult to overcome their fears. But if they have a good an example, so they can follow it and they can uh, do the same thing and get rid of uh, their fear. So. I talked to myself and I I decided to get rid of my fears and so to shout to the new students that they can uh, do it too. Uh, I am enough. Um our past all people make make mistake in life but our past uh, don't decide, don't define us uh, who we will be in the future? So I, the, my past, encouraged me a lot. Uh, a lot of problems that I have this uh, year. It was very hard for me, but I needed to to find uh, the strength uh, in me. So that's
4: okay. Okay.
3: saying that when I started at English House six years ago, I didn't know anything. Also, I didn't know about Jesus, about the Bible, and you taught us many things about that and I'm so thankful with you all, and yeah, I'm so thankful and happy with having you here spending time with all of you. Thank you so much. where we can learn about English, but not just that. We can uh, learn about Jesus too. English House is uh, changing my life because uh, before English House, I just dreamed about to be a a teacher and to help my family. But now, I never thought that I can learn English. I can change uh, many other things.
0: Vivian, tell me about your snack. What do you have here? I have popcorn,
3: and with tortilla,
0: and with Yeah,
4: because
3: if ah.
8: you me- Good morning, everybody. I, I just want to start, like Chris said, with saying um, it's so good to be back, and we really missed you guys, and we are so happy to be here. Um, to share a little bit about why English House means so much to us, I'm just going to talk this morning about one day in particular that our family spent uh, with two of the students. Uh, we took them out for lunch, and then we went to visit their home, so we got to meet their families and their siblings and just learn a little bit more about them. So the first student was Vivian. So that was who was just talking on the interview before the video ended. And this is a picture of our family at Vivian's house. Uh, So this year was Vivian's third English house, which means the last time we went, Vivian was in her first year. Um, She didn't really speak or understand English, and our family remembers her as being very quiet and very shy and very serious. So it was amazing to see her again two years later and how she has just grown in confidence, um, how her English has improved, and how she is really being changed through this program. Um, As you can see from this picture, uh, Vivian is right in the middle in front of Zoe and she is the oldest of six girls. Um, They were just unbelievably adorable. Uh, We don't know very much about Vivian's dad. Um, He's in the picture, but she doesn't talk about him, and she kind of avoids questions about him, so we don't really know what the story is there, Uh, but her mom works uh, weaving traditional cloth to support the family. Uh, This room where we're standing is really the main part of Vivian's house, so it functions as their kitchen, as their dining room, as their workroom, as their bedroom. Uh, There was one kind of smaller bedroom in the back that they didn't show us, so we're not quite sure what it looked like. Um, If not for this scholarship program, Vivian would never have been able to continue school, and so now she would be uh, probably working with her mom, weaving cloth to earn income for the family. Uh, One of the amazing things through English House is that Vivian has learned about a personal faith in Jesus. We've really seen it take off for her. Um, She chose uh, this year, even though she had been baptized as an infant with her family in the Catholic Church, she chose to be re-baptized by immersion. Uh, Zoe's going to talk a little bit more about that for her, Um, but Vivian made that decision to be baptized at English House um, and had the courage to talk to her mom about it and and why she had made that decision. Uh, After we visited Vivian's house, we went to visit Evelyn's house. And I don't think we have a picture of Evelyn, unfortunately, but I'm pretty sure I shared with you guys a few years ago about Evelyn. Um, When we started going to Guatemala, Evelyn had already graduated from the program. She was one of the first students in the scholarship program and one of the first students at English House. So ever since we've known her, Evelyn's been working for an American company in Antigua, Um, entirely in English, earning a living for herself and for her family. Um, Evelyn's story is one of extreme heartbreak and sorrow for such a young person, really. She's only in her 20s now, and so it's amazing to see how she has been successful. At her house it was pretty amazing because through the employment that she has uh, she's been funding a new house for her family. So she's one of ten children um, and she's paying for her parents to build a house that they can all live comfortably in. Um, She also has a vision of adding a guest suite so that they can host visitors or friends from the city and earn extra income for their family. Really Evelyn has shown the success of this program and is succeeding in all the ways that we want them to. Um, She's helping her family. She's providing financial assistance for them. She's helping her younger siblings to continue to attend school so that they can have the opportunities that she did and she's actively committed to the scholarship program. So even though she's graduated and moved on Um, She takes her weekends and her vacation time to come back and join us um, and acts as a mentor and an encourager for the younger students. One of the best parts of this day was bringing Vivian to Evelyn's house because she really got to see how Evelyn has changed her life and the life of her family. And you could just see it giving her confidence about what she'll be able to accomplish for her family. She now believes that it's possible, she can accomplish her dreams and achieve a better life for herself and her family. The students we work with in Guatemala have so many obstacles to overcome. Sort of what Chris talked to before, it's not just education, Um, we really need to address their entire lives. So at English House, we're trying to give them tools to make it easier for them, like speaking English, but we're also trying to give them a vision of what's possible, which gives them the hope to continue to persevere when things are tough. Uh, Zoe, our oldest now, is going to come share a little bit about uh, what English House means to her.
7: Hi, everyone. I would like to share with you something that really stood out to me this year when my family and I went to Guatemala. You may have noticed that in the video we watched, fear was a recurring theme. This year, one of the fears that the students may face became very clear to me. A big fear that really affects the students is what they have been told by their families and the people around them their whole lives. In Guatemala, for the girls especially, they are told that they shouldn't study and that they should work get married, and support their families. But when they come to Inglis house, a message of hope is poured into them, and they are told that their life has value, that God has a purpose for them, and that they have potential to do great things. And while this message brings peace and hope, it is also quite scary. All their lives, the students have been told lies by their society, and now truth is being poured into them. And overcoming the lies and believing the truth can bring fear especially when it goes against everything their society tells them. But over time, the students overcome this fear and start to recognize their purpose and identity in Christ and the hope that comes with that. And that hope is what drives them to work hard, learn English, and in turn, change their lives and the lives of the people around them. The students are truly an inspiration to me, and English House has helped me in many ways. While I am there, I see God at work, and I see him in... I see him inspiring young kids who want nothing more than to serve him. English House was one of the reasons I chose to get baptized, because being there has helped me realize that following Jesus is something I want for my life. I feel incredibly lucky that I was able to be baptized surrounded by the students who I have spent so much of my time with. And since going to Guatemala, it has become clear to me how much God cares about the young people in today's world, and how he has a plan for each and every one of us. I am so grateful that God has given my family the opportunity to go to Guatemala and the opportunity to share with you what we have seen. Thank you.
2: It's a very cool moment as a dad to be able to to baptize your kid in a really cool place. And all the students got to watch that and got to hear Zoe's testimony and... Um again, the holistic nature of this program is uh, it's it's really it's really great. A highlight for me, um, I don't have any pictures, but a student named Rudolfo. Rudolfo was the student there that was talking about how he just got a job. So he started with us five years ago. He was super shy five years ago, didn't speak any English. And at the end of five years, he's speaking pretty fluently, and he got a job with a company based in calgary and they work they work in uh, in Guatemala, and it's all uh, online work. And so he got, he got a job the first week of English House and got to, um, got to announce it to everyone else. And what an amazing moment that was for all the students to sit there and see this is what happens at the end of five years if you study hard and you work hard. You know, English really is the key to getting uh, a good job. And uh, at, the end of, at the end of English House, Rudolfo got up there and gave uh, a speech to all of English House because we were celebrating his graduation and his movement on towards his job. And he got up there and he said, these last five years of English House have been amazing. He said, before coming here, I didn't know anything about Jesus. And he says, coming here, I have really learned the value of knowing Jesus and following Jesus. And that has inspired me to be a hope in my family, inspired me to get a good job, and inspired me to, uh, you know, be, be a light in my community. And that was such a significant moment for me because it just was like a reminder of why we do what we do, you know. And Rudolfo, eight kids. Uh, his dad's not in the picture. His mom works crazy hours selling uh, headbands to tourists. They live in, in pretty severe poverty. And when we were helping, we were actually coaching Rudolfo how to interview and how to get a job. And we said, Rudolfo, what would it mean for you to get this job? And he broke out in tears. He's a 19-year-old man. He broke out in tears and he says, I can actually change my family with this job. You know? It wasn't just about him and him getting rich, it's about him actually changing the systems of cyclical poverty that their families have been in for generations and generations because they just can't get out of it because of oppression, because of injustice, because no one gives them a chance. And all these guys really need is just a chance. Somebody come in and say, I believe in you, and here's the tools you need to get to where you want to go. And it's just so inspiring for us to be in a community where uh, these students are so driven to change, uh, to change themselves, change their families, change their communities. Um, Val, do you mind switching? There's, i got two pictures left. So, at the end of English House, we give out Christmas presents. Uh, we try to get really practical with them, so they get backpacks. The, the first-year students get watches. Um, and then I think there's another picture there, Val. Yeah, and then we send them home with a, with a, with a, like a care package and an envelope with some money. And this is for, so their families can celebrate Christmas. We were able to do this because of you guys. Uh, Creekside raised the money for the Christmas presents, and so I just want to say a huge thank you. Thank you for standing with us, for supporting this. Um, when we give these students these Christmas presents, it's like their first Christmas present. Uh, they don't celebrate Christmas at home. Uh, most of their parents just don't have the means to provide uh, any kind of present, and so them opening up, like physically unwrapping a present is so significant for them. Something as trivial for us as a backpack means so much to them, so that they're not getting on the bus with their stack of books and they got nothing to hold it in. So uh, really practical stuff. And then the money allows them to just go celebrate Christmas at home with their families. They make tamales and fireworks and do the typical Guatemala thing. But it's a way for us to tell their families, look, we, we really value you, we value your family unit, and we want you to celebrate Christmas well. Um, uh, lastly, I'll just say that when, when the students leave, we... Or, or as we're preparing to end English House, we talk a lot about their role to be a light in their communities. We talk a lot about how, first of all, Jesus is the light and that they, they escape darkness when they are following Jesus and that's going to impact them personally. But then we're constantly challenging them and inspiring them to be a light in their own families and in their own communities. That they are the ones to bring hope. They are the ones to bring uh, purpose and, and light into their communities. And we're seeing that. We're seeing, you know, I could tell you uh, a number of stories where the fathers were alcoholics, chronic alcoholics because you know, they got ten kids, they don't have a job, they can't support them, they are depressed, the only thing they go to is alcohol. And um, when the student, we had, we had one student, she went to the English House for one year, got a good report card and the dad looked at it and said, if you keep doing this, I'll stop drinking. And he stopped drinking, he's been six years sober. And she is out, she's finishing this house, she's got a good job, she's helping their family. I can tell you story after story of that, that all, that for most situations, what they need is hope. Just, just give us a chance that we can get out of the poverty that we live in. Um, and so, you know, these students are, you know, they're, they're being light in their community. And so for us, we, we come home to, to here and we are reminded that, you know, we're called to be light here as well. You know, it's not like our mission is only two months of the year, November and December. Our mission is every day, all day, right? We we are called to be a light. That's what the scripture says, that we are a city on a hill. We are a lamp on a stand, that we are called to represent in every area of our life, at school, at work, at home, uh, whatever it is that you're doing, that we are missional people. That is what we are called to do, and that's what we're called to be. And so it's just a fresh reminder for us as a family and... Uh, maybe maybe an inspiration for you as a church. So, thank you for standing with us. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for helping provide Christmas presents for our amazing students. Um, we'll be going back again this year, and the invitation is always open for anyone that wants to come and help out and love on these students. You know, having visitors show up just means the world to these students. Because to them, it says, wow, people actually care about us. They're willing to fly all the way down here to come and teach us English, and that like it really legitimately means a lot to them, so anyways, uh that's that. We'd love to tell you stories, but I know is talking out. So, uh, if you want to hear more, we're going to hang around and have coffee, and we'd love to tell you more so uh, but for now.